Hey, my fellow monkeys, what's up? Old Uncle Silverback here with you on the Armed Ape Podcast, the show where we review and talk about everything from guns, gear, and movies to life in general. Nothing is ever out of bounds. As always, everything we talk about has the end goal of making our lives better by cutting through all the marketing BS using logic, reason, and honest discussions. I look forward to hearing from you soon and to your participation in the show. Well, hello, my beautiful monkeys and my fellow travelers. The show is dropping for you guys today on Friday, the 21st of August, 2021. We are continuing our series review of Mr. In-Between. This is season three, which is the final season, and episode four entitled Cut the Crap Princess. Let's go ahead and get our contact info posted, and then we'll jump in with the show. There is the voicemail, which is 206-745-2731. The email address is thearmedape at gmail.com. All one word, thearmedape at gmail.com. And there you can send me your own audio that you recorded, or you can send me a regular old email, and I'll read it out for you on the show. If you go over to the website, which is thearmedape.com, you'll find buttons for Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram. And if you would ever consider financially supporting the show, there is a PayPal donation button there as well. If you wanted to support the show but felt you couldn't do it financially, there's a couple of different things I would ask you to do. Number one, go over to my YouTube channel, uh, which if you go to the website, you'll be able to click on the icon there and subscribe to the channel. Watch those videos, comment on them if you like them. The other thing would be to spread the uh, word about the show. And uh, if, if you think people would like this kind of a format, let them know. And remember, we also have other things that uh, this particular podcast likes to deal with, with reviews and product reviews and movie and TV and all that other kind of stuff. All right, that's enough of that stuff. Let's go ahead and let's jump in with the show. The show opens up and it is on a kind of a, well, what, what do they call it? The kanji? Is that the Japanese writing? There's a picture that Ray has framed up at his house. And he is actually meditating. And if we remember a couple of episodes ago, when he was in jail, he met Adam, and Adam had told him about meditation. And so we see that Ray is trying that. So why is that kind of important? Why are they showing us that? And I think it's a thing where, again, as Ray is aging and as more and more things are kind of coming his way, so as as the two worlds are starting to collide a little bit more, I think he needs some abilities to to have some type of coping mechanisms and everything and again as he's trying to resolve and deal with loss and all that type of stuff oh one other thing we are at the home studio there's a bunch of stuff going on in some other rooms so you may hear the occasional background noise uh, again maybe not uh, but if you do that's what that is so the scene opens up and like i said ray is meditating gary comes in and says that he has an idea for a business and what the business is is he is going to do uh, film. He's going to set up a thing where he is the, I guess we call it like director of home erotic films, so amateur porn type stuff. 
and he's wanting to know if Ray wants to get in on the ground floor with it, and Ray's kind of like, nah, I think I'll pass. Uh, and there's some kind of some funny stuff with some of the names that Gary is trying to come up with. So the next scene, we see Ray is leaving a supermarket. He sees a boxing gym. He goes in and he meets up with a guy named Bob. And you can tell that they have a history and that they're, you know, they're friendly. They're, he's, he's glad to see him. And he talks to Bob about kind of what's going on. And so I did want to play a real quick clip here. On your baggy shape, bastard. Wow, look at you here. <laughs> there you go, mate, all right? What's this? When are you due? It's <laughs> You good? Uh, really good, look at me. So when are you gonna come back and train? Eh, I've been trying at arms. So how's Brucey? Yeah, yeah. He passed mine about a year ago. Oh, shit. Yeah. Sorry, mate. Ah, oh, I thought he wasn't too good. Yeah, yeah, so that's fucked. Yeah, what are you gonna do, mate, you know? You're rolling up all right? Not too bad, you know? Come on, get up, get up. This place hasn't changed. Just how I like it. That's Kelly going, huh? He's good, really good. Yeah? yeah. So what about you? You still cracking heads? Okay. Every now and then. It's not getting any younger. What else am I going to do? Start a gym? Yeah, but i got to make some money. There's more important things than money. Is it? Yeah. This place hasn't made me rich, but I love what I do. Love coming in here every day. It's my life. Yeah. Do you love what you do, aside from money? Come on. Not particularly. So we see from that interaction again, you know, that is put there for the purpose of some of these voices may kind of reflect, you know, when, when Bob's talking to him about stuff is maybe some of this stuff is reflecting some of the inner turmoil that Ray has, especially as, you know, again, he's saying, look, you're getting older. You can't do this forever. You know, maybe it's time you looked into doing something that is legitimate, something that's not going to get, you know, and this is all kind of the underlying stuff that, that, uh, that, that is kind of going on maybe a little bit in Ray's head. And we also see that in the next scene in that Ray is at a bar. He's sitting there. He's by himself. He's just having a beer or something like that. And he looks over and he sees a group of people. They're just out having fun. You know, don't seem to have a whole lot of worries, that type of stuff. And you can tell Ray is kind of like, mm, you know, can I have that type of a normal life? Could I leave behind the criminal world and just have a thing to where, you know, I can go out and I don't have to worry about, am I going to end up in jail because of my next job? Or am I going to get killed because of my next job? That type of thing. We cut to Brit is at Ray's house. She's there kind of by herself. And she's just kind of going around the house and snooping as, as, uh, as little kids will do. She goes into Ray's room. It's an interesting thing. She does put on one of Ray's shirts and she's walking around. And she's going through some of his drawers, drawers excuse me, and her foot kind of hits on the, uh, the bottom of the, on Ray's bed. And it 
unlatches the thing where he keeps his gun. So she goes out, she's running around with it and kind of playing with it, and she ends up taking the safety off, and then she is pointing the gun at the wall, and it goes off, and then she's like, oh no. She basically is like, well, you know, what am I going to do? And she takes one of her pictures uh, down off the wall and moves it down a little bit to cover up the hole. Uh, Ray comes home, and, you know, a lot of times Ray is just like as a, almost like as a thing of habit, you know, he kind of will sniff a lot, uh, and he kind of, he sniffs and he smells the gunpowder and he goes, runs back in his room. He checks the magazine in the gun and he notices that a round is missing. He comes back out and uh, when Ray comes home, Brittany had just got the thing done, uh, covering up the, the hole with a picture. So she runs out and she's on the back playing on the trampoline. He has her come in. He's like, what's going on? And she's like, oh, nothing. And then he takes the gun out and he puts it on the table. And she's like, oh, that's not mine. And then Ray says the line, you know, cut the crap, princess. And uh, we'll go ahead and we'll play this next clip here, too, as well. What's up? You tell me. What? not mine. Cut the crap, princess. It's yours, not mine. Why are you such a smart ass all of a sudden? Why'd you have a gun? Doesn't matter where I got a gun. What matters is you shouldn't be playing with it. If you didn't have a gun, then I wouldn't be playing with it now, would I? So where's the hole? What hole? The hole you made when you fired the pistol. How do you know I fired it? Smell again, Peter. So why have you got a gun? Burglars. Burglars? Yeah, you know what burglars are, don't you? Can we go shooting? No. Why not? Because I said. Please. No. me shooting, then, you know, you can teach me and stuff. Don't come my room again, right? Huh? Don't eye roll me. Cut it out, I see. My eyes are closed. How can I eye roll when my eyes are closed? I don't know. I know you're doing it. What a chip. Excuse me? Nothing. Now, I did cut down some of the pauses in the scene because the clip is pretty long, but basically the main thing is I wanted to show that and to show that she's kind of a little bit of a smart aleck. And I think probably she, uh, this is maybe a conceit of the show into where she can kind of argue with Ray pretty well. I don't think that normally a 12-year-old would be able to argue as well with an adult like that. But it, it does make for some interesting dialogue. Again, the point is how Ray deals with it. He's upset. On one level, I think he's upset that she took the gun out and was messing around with it. But on another level, I think he's upset that he didn't have it more secure. So anyway, we cut to the next scene. It's at night. Ray is sitting out on the couch. He's watching TV. Britt comes out and she 
puts a uh, a pillow down kind of next to, to sort of on Ray's side and leg, and she kind of lays down with him. You know, it's interesting. When I first, the very first go through of this in the season, a lot of Britt's character I didn't like, and you just sort of see in her as being kind of the the smart aleck kid type thing and how she's changing and all this other stuff. But there's a lot of subtlety, especially, you know, for me is going back and watching it the second time. They, they show a lot of things where by that action of her coming out and laying down with Ray on the couch, you know, he doesn't push her away. He doesn't lecture her again. He just sort of lets it go. She comes out and basically is kind of saying, well, let's, you know, let's kind of get back to normal, that type of thing. So the next scene we have Gary and Ray are hanging out. Gary is telling jokes, and Gary asks, Hey, Ray, can you go back to my house and uh, go to my stash spot and then get there? There'll be a a black plastic bag. And then Ray just says, Okay. What's interesting is a little bit of that. So Ray knows, it shows again that level of friendship in between Gary and Ray. Ray knows where Gary's, you know, stash spot is, where he's going to be hiding stuff. So next scene. Ray goes over to uh, Gary's old house and he knocks on the door and Tatiana's girlfriend answers and then Ray goes down and she's kind of, it's funny, she's kind of mean mugging him the whole time and Ray is just sort of amused by it. But he goes down to the basement, he gets the bag and then, you know, Tatiana as he's coming up saying, oh, what is it, more of your, you know, your PP movies, Ray? And then Ray just kind of looks at her and smiles and just said they were Gary's. And it's an interesting reaction that they have, uh, Tatiana, that, that she has and that they have the actress do. She's, you can see she pauses for a second. She thinks about it and it sets in, oh, you know, Ray's not lying to me. He's telling the truth. Of course, those things were, those movies were Gary's movies. They weren't Ray's. It wouldn't make any sense that it would be Ray's. So we cut to the next scene. Ray is back home with the bag. Gary tells Ray to go ahead and open it. And it's kind of a bizarre like foot fetish sex toy type thing, which is weird. But again, you know, when 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 Ray sees what it is and Gary tells what it is, you know, Ray's like, you need help, mate. Um, but the the one of the big things is, too, is that Ray had went, got the bag. What that scene tells us is Ray went to the place, went to Gary's old house, got the bag, brought it back, and never once looked in it. Again, because he, that's like Gary's business. He's not going to mess with it. He's just going to do what Gary asked him to do. So again, it does show probably the level of trust that Ray and Gary have between each other. And it also shows the level of respect that Ray is going to pay to Gary in, in that he's not going to sort of snoop through Gary's stuff. So we cut to the next scene and Ray gets a call and it's from Raphael. And he tells Ray, hey, I got a job for you to do. We cut to a new location. It's kind of a wealthier house. It's a wealthier location. Ray is showing up not in the BMW, but in a Hyundai, which is not his normal car, which means that he's basically taken a car that he can dump later. Ray ends up meeting the guy. The guy takes him upstairs. The guy turns out his name is James. Ray comes into the main room, and there's a girl laying on the couch. And then the guy is like, what, are you just going to stand there? are you? And then Ray says, what happens? And then James says, well, does it matter? Said, you know, look, uh, get this bitch out of here. My folks are going to be back home in like an hour or so. Ray goes over to the body. He checks for a pulse and he says, 
she's somebody's daughter, fuckhead. And then at that point, James kind of looks at Ray and he sort of realizes, oh, this isn't really somebody that I should be kind of talking rough to or sort of bossing around because this is a guy who's going to go and dispose of a body. He may just add an extra body to it if I push him too far. So, and, and again, a lot of times I talk about the acting in this show and from some of the secondary characters or other people that we're seeing, they do a really good job of conveying a lot of that emotion and a lot of the stuff of, you know, of um, discomfort and things like that almost like from the social aspect, if that makes any sense. So Ray tells the guy, all right, you know, help me take the body down to the car. They take her down to the car. Ray ends up calling Raphael and asks, uh, Raphael asks him, how did it go? And Ray says, yeah, it went good. And he says, you know, what do you want me to do with her? And then Raphael says, take it out to Dural. There's a pig farm out there or a piggery is what he calls it and feed it to the pigs. And we cut back then, and we see that Ray doesn't like sort of the uh, the task that he's been given. You can tell he doesn't like that um, the way that Raphael refers to the girl as it. Kind of what we're seeing here too is that the difference between you know Raphael and Ray. And again, in previous episodes, we talked a little bit about that Raphael is kind of maybe. Uh, a little bit of a sadist or kind of gets off on some of kind of the more gruesome aspects of being a criminal and he really sees other people as just kind of objects or tools to be used by him and then if you know if they get quote-unquote broken then he just dispose of them so ray says okay you know I'll, i'll do it i'll take care of it we cut to a nighttime scene ray goes out to the farm he is looking at the pigs and He walks back to the car and you think, well, what's he going to do? He also kind of looks off to the woods. He gets the body out of the car of the the girl and then he takes his shovel and instead of feeding her to the pigs, he kind of walks off into the woods out into the darkness and we are to presume that he is going to bury her. Now, and and then that's how the, the episode ends. So it's an interesting thing here in that you know, when Ray had told James, hey, she's somebody's daughter. If we if we kind of go back to, I think it was uh, season two, episode four, entitled Monster, where uh, the guy uh, had a young daughter who had been abducted by a uh, pedophile and eventually killed by her, by him, excuse me, and then they never knew what happened to the body. And I think some of that stuff is kind of weighing on Ray. I don't know if we're meant to kind of remember that stuff or because again what's going to happen is this girl you know is she uh, was she maybe a prostitute was she just somebody that this guy kind of knew or kind of met we don't know how she died or you know was was she actually killed by James or was it an overdose type thing you know we're not sure but you it it kind of makes you wonder uh, is this one of those things, uh, again, like when Vinny was killed, that this girl is going to maybe kind of visit Ray in his dreams a little bit? Or will she kind of sort of metaphorically haunt him uh, somewhat in that he knows this person's this person's parents and family, they're never going to know what happened to this girl because he's buried her out in the, in the country 
out by this old, you know, by a working pig farm. And so probably they're never going to find her, you know, unless that later becomes developed, you know, like 30, 40 years from now. So that is it for, uh, for the show. And again, we're on season three, episode four, entitled Cut the Crap Princess. Let me go ahead and give you that contact info. I'd love to hear from you guys. The voicemail is 206-745-2731. And the email address is thearmedape at gmail.com. All one word, thearmedape at gmail.com. Hope to hear from you. All right, my beautiful monkeys and my fellow travelers, I will talk to you guys next time. 